are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. You're listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm your host. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. I will say I did get a nice comment today from someone who listened to yesterday's show, and I appreciated that. So thank you very much. If you're a new listener, Hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. I'll be discussing the ALCS and the NLCS. The Astros lived to see another day. The Dodgers made their series a series by actually winning a game, which was nice. And I'll talk more about my feelings about the Yankees and their decision-making last week. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So on yesterday's show, I said that I believed the Dodgers offense woke up in the ninth inning of Tuesday night's game. And I thought that it would carry over into yesterday's game. I was not expecting the offensive explosion that happened in the first inning of yesterday's game. It was 11-0 before the Braves even came to bat. So that game was over as soon as it started. And I have to say the Dodgers looked like the Dodgers again. There was a little swagger going on yesterday, understandably, because again, they scored 11 runs in the first inning. So you would expect them to be walking around with their chests puffed out which is what they did. So again, they made that a series and the Astros won a game last night to prevent a sweep in the American League Championship Series. Zach Greinke pitched his butt off and at one point Dusty Baker came into the game and you thought he was taking Greinke out, but he allowed Greinke to stay in and get out of his jam, which he did. The Rays did make it interesting in the ninth inning. They made it 4-3, but the Astros were able to pull off the win. Jose Altuve, who's been having a problem with the yips, isn't having a problem at the plate. He started things off with a home run in the first inning. I think that's the third time in four games that he's done that. As I said earlier in the week, this is a tough series for me because I really want a Meteor to win. I don't want either team to win. I mean, I definitely, I want the Astros to lose more than I want the Rays to lose. But I still want the Rays to lose. I don't want them to win. It's tough. When I watched the Dodgers and the Braves, I think I said this either yesterday or the day before, but I'm pulling for the Dodgers simply because they keep winning their division. You know, they've made the World Series recently. They made it back-to-back and lost to the Astros and the Red Sox, two teams that were accused of cheating. We found out that they were cheating. And so the Dodgers are hungry for a championship. Last year, they were bumped out of the playoffs by the eventual World Series champion Nationals, which that was just such a Cinderella run and people did not expect that to happen. I was thrilled for the Nationals and their fans. I was especially thrilled for Sean Doolittle because for some reason he follows me on Twitter. I don't know. 
let me tell you, when I got that notification, that happened back in 2016, I want to say. I was out with my friends. I just happened to check my phone, saw that he followed me back, and I started squealing. And my friends looked at me like I had 10 heads. And then I explained who he was. And my friends aren't big baseball fans. They know baseball because of me. So they were happy for me, but they didn't get how exciting it was that a Major League Baseball player followed me on Twitter. Anyway, I was happy for the Nationals, but I was still bummed for the Dodgers. And I think <laughs> I think I said this on a show, my dad would probably kill me if he knew that I was pulling for the Dodgers. Because when I was a kid, because I'm old, my father taught me as a Yankee fan, you dislike the Dodgers you disliked the Royals, and you disliked the Red Sox, because that's how it was in the old days back in the 70s. And I think if he knew that I've been pulling for the Dodgers this entire time, he wouldn't be happy with me. Now, this brings up another discussion that I've had. Michael Kay went on his radio show. Oh, you know, I don't even know how long ago this was, because time has blended together. I know it's October 2020 right now, but... It feels like March of 2020 was five years ago, so I can't even remember if this was this year or last year. I want to say it was last year, but he was talking about the Mets being rivals with the Yankees back then, and that was simply not true. The Mets and the Yankees never played each other. I think they played in spring training, right, and they played for that Mayor's Trophy that didn't mean anything, and Steinbrenner used to get pissed if the Yankees lost, but other than that, there was no rivalry between the Yankees and the Mets. And I found it strange, and I wanted to call in and dispute that against him, but I lost my nerve. I dialed the number, it started ringing, and I hung up because my heart, I just, I felt like I was having heart palpitations, and I was afraid that I was going to stumble over my words if I called him. But if someone else who's listening to this, who's around my age, I'm 46, if you're around that age or older, and you remember as kids, we didn't care about the Mets. We were taught, we didn't care about the Mets. Like I said earlier, we were taught the Red Sox were our rivals, the Royals, and the Dodgers. Because the Royals we always met in the ALCS, the Dodgers we always met, we, the Yankees always met in the World Series, and the Red Sox, obviously, are a natural rival in the AL East, and given their history, it's a big rivalry. The Mets rivalry began when Interleague began, and obviously it was kicked up a notch when the two teams met in the 2000 World Series. But other than that and before that, there wasn't a real rivalry. And let me say one more thing before I move on about the Subway Series. I think that we should not have the Yankees play the Mets for a while, maybe for five or six years, because it's not even fun anymore. When Interleague first started, it was, let me tell you, I went to a game at Shea Stadium in 98, I want to say. I think it was 98. And the atmosphere for a regular season game against the Mets was so much fun because it was all brand new. These games counted because you were playing the Mets in the regular season and it was so much fun. And now here it is 2020 and it's just, it's old, it's tired. I think that we all need a break and that Interleague can come back in five or six years. Let me know your feelings on this. Please tweet at me and let me know what you think about the Subway series and if it's as tired as I think it is. In a moment, I'm going to do something that I never thought I would ever do on this show. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com. 
If you have a car or truck that you love and you want to take care of, you should go to rockauto.com because rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Okay, I can't believe I'm doing this, but this came, this thought came to me while I was ranting yesterday, and I almost talked about it on yesterday's show when I was ranting about how management will not admit that Game 2 of the Division Series was a mistake. Instead of saying, our bad, we were silly to even think that this would work, and we probably should have done what we normally do as the Yankees, they are doubling down on their decision to do the Garcia-Hap platoon in Game 2. And I'm not the only one who feels this way about what happened in Game 2. A-Rod was railing on them. Michael Kay was railing on them. Because again, this was not a Yankee thing that they did. They were trying to outray the Rays, and it backfired in the worst possible way. And as I keep saying, and I know I'm saying it over and over again, you're supposed to go with your number two guy in game two. Masahiro Tanaka is your game two guy. You go to him, have him start. Hey, if he has a crappy game, he can't last four innings, put Davey Garcia in then. Especially because you only pitched him one inning in the entire division series. This would have been perfect. Start Tanaka, and if he doesn't do as well as you think he's going to do, or... Maybe he's doing okay, but he throws too many pitches and he can't make it past the fifth inning. Put Davy Garcia in then. Honestly, I don't understand the thought process behind this at all. Whose brilliant idea was this to say, hey, instead of putting Tanaka in game two, let's start Davy Garcia. And then after one inning, put Jay Happ in, even though we know that Jay Happ is uncomfortable not starting. We know it because he's told us this many times. But hey, who cares? It's only the playoffs. Every time they want to justify this move, I want to bash my head into a wall. Guys, it's okay to admit that you screwed up. This reminds me of something that happened with a TV show. And I'm going to tell you all about it. Okay. <laughs> Can't believe I'm doing this. But this is the thought that came to my head because I feel that the Yankees just continuing to double down on this and not admit they were wrong reminds me of when <laughs> the Degrassi producers decided to marry off Spinner and Emma. Now, if you didn't watch Degrassi, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, 
Degrassi is a show from Canada. I watched the original way back in the 80s when I was in junior high. There was Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High School, and I was at the age that the characters were. In 2001, they started a Degrassi The Next Generation show, obviously for The Next Generation. On original Degrassi, there was a character named Spike who had a baby. Her name was Emma. Emma is in The Next Generation. We watch Emma go from a 12-year-old girl to... I think she was 19 in the last season that she was in. Spinner was a guy that was in school with Emma. He was a grade ahead of her at first, and then he gets left back because of a whole thing that happened. So they're in the same grade together. These two characters never interacted. And if they did, it was minimal interaction through the first nine seasons of this show. At the end of the ninth season, the producers decide to marry these two characters off out of nowhere. And they do it with the worst TV trope ever. The we got married drunk this time in Niagara Falls because it was a Canadian show. They weren't in Vegas. They get married drunk and then they realize that, oh, wait, we may love each other after like two days. And instead of admitting that this was a mistake to do to marry off two characters that had absolutely no history with each other and it came out of nowhere, they doubled down on it a few years later in another Degrassi spinoff, The Next Class, and have those two characters still married instead of saying, you know what, we kind of screwed this up. We probably shouldn't have had them married. We probably should have had them divorced. No, they kept them married. It's the same friggin' thing. This is what came to my brain while I was ranting about the Yankees yesterday. It's the same thing. The Degrassi writers and producers do not want to admit that they were wrong and that they shouldn't have put Spinner and Emma together. So they kept them together. Even though fans of the show think it's ridiculous, the actors themselves thought it was ridiculous. There are some fans who liked the pairing, and I'll admit this. When I first watched the movie, I thought that if they did it in a different way and didn't rush it, it could have worked. But they rushed it too quickly, and I didn't buy it at all. And I don't understand the people who did buy it, but the majority of the people who watched Degrassi from the beginning did not buy it at all. Even the actors themselves, during the table read, I've seen subsequent interviews, were looking at the producers and writers like, wait, we're actually doing this? And I really wish I was a fly on the wall in the Yankees clubhouse when Aaron Boone told Davey Garcia and Jay Happ what was happening, because I know they were probably like, what? And I know they outwardly, well, Jay Happ admitted that he always admits what he feels. And he, you know, he wasn't comfortable with it. I don't understand why the Yankees would do this to him. They know he wasn't comfortable. Davey Garcia towed the party line. He, you know, they told me what they were going to do. I said, okay. But I'm sure that they were all like, what the hell? Why? Why are we doing this? So there you go. That's my comparison. I think it actually works pretty well. So this is going to be the last that I discuss. The Game 2 debacle, because it's way past a week. We're almost a week past the Yankees even being eliminated. You know, the ALCS and the NLCS are well into their series. So what we have to worry about now with the Yankees are the offseason moves. And I will talk to you about all of that stuff in the upcoming weeks, because that stuff will be firing up once the World Series ends. The Yankees have some important decisions to make. Do they sign DJ LeMahieu? Do they re-sign Tanaka? And I am really worried about what Hal Steinbrenner said the other day, and I spoke about it yesterday, and I said that if they cry poverty 
and they claim that not having fans in 2020 is going to affect who they sign this offseason, I'm going to be so angry because, as I said yesterday, the Yankees have more money than anyone in baseball, and they could pay for everyone's support staff and be okay. So if they claim that they can't afford two of these guys, I'm going to be so angry. I will do nothing but yell this offseason, which will be funny for you to listen to, but probably not good for my voice. So on tomorrow's show, I'll probably talk more about the ALCS and the NLCS. And if there's any Yankees news, I will let you know. But I don't think there will be because the teams that aren't in the playoffs do a pretty good job of trying not to take attention away from the teams that are playing in the playoffs, but we'll see. So again, if there's anything that you need to know, I will let you know. But for now, that's all for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast. Locked on Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Thursday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.